thank you so much uh, for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. It's a real pleasure. Uh, thank you. I, I love your work just personally. I love your work. Uh, not just not just the roles that are so key that you're you're a key player, but you're one of those actors that I feel can be dropped into any series and instantly make that episode or that storyline better. Uh, oh. I do. I, I mean that. I appreciate. I it. appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate. Well, it's it's great. It's great, and and this film is great too. Actually, I really enjoyed unplugging. Um, Thank you. Problem. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering. I mean, you you helped produce it. You co-wrote it. What excited you about this story? Why did you feel the need to tell it? Um, I think we're all this age we're in is marked by technology and the uh, integration of you know human beings with technology and how we're going to live healthy lives with it and so obviously we're all thinking about that and it was very relevant to me in my life because i have kids and they're on screens and my wife and i are on screens and so we're trying to build healthy boundaries so it was just in the ether and i thought it'd be funny i pitched my friend brad morris it'd be funny to do a story about what i call the soft apocalypse where you have shelter, food, and water, and you know safety, but you don't have a Wi-Fi and you don't have a cell phone. How would we survive? And that's basically the premise. And the pandemic also magnified all these like dependencies we have on technology. So it was very ripe for, uh, um, yeah, it was very ripe for parody or satire, I guess. Yeah, it, it is true. It's so funny. Uh... You know, even when the power goes out, just in your house, um, you know, I remember as a kid, like the power would go out and be like, well, the phones are working. But now when you hear it might be coming, we'd be like, okay, charge your phones, make sure they're ready. Everything's going to go. <laughs> it's, it, it is very different um, as our reliability. Well, to think like, you know, if there was a fire, whatever, 15 years ago, you would run in, maybe get photo albums or your documents or money. And now, nowadays you'd run in and get your phone. It's yeah. like the most important thing we have, really. Well, Matt, I mean, we wouldn't have to do that because it's on us anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What dummy would leave it in the house? You're right. <laughs> um no it, it, and, and you hear these things i mean hear these things they these are things we do the last thing we check and the first thing we check before we go to bed is often the little light on our phone those little red circles yeah um it's true we're uh we're completely addicted and we're it's not going away and we just have to learn to carve out time for for nature and people and relationships and and try to put boundaries around it a little bit hmm. You know, the film talks about this quite a bit. Obviously, this is the, the driving force of the story. But, you know, thinking about that, what do you think it is that drives us towards technology? Because, our, I mean, again, growing up, we were always told, oh, this, 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 these sort of advancements, they will be, you know, the things that, that drive us together or they'll make our lives easier, you know, unless you're watching, like, the Terminator films. But what is it that that is doing like what do you think it is that drives us to our to our phones so much i think they're perfectly designed to make us addicted i think they give us a hit of dopamine i think human beings like to be distracted 
I think the fact that they fit in their pockets, they're just perfect little pieces of crack <laughs> that uh, are easily digestible. And they also are incredibly, make us incredibly productive. You know, we can literally do work and get information in seconds. And uh, it, it, you know, it makes it very efficient. So they're just perfectly addictive, really. I don't know. I have a, I don't have a good reason. Uh, well, I think the, those are good reasons. It's, it's interesting. But, you know, the other thing about this film is our technology may be perfectly addictive, but we see the, the disconnection. I think somebody once said that we're connected all the time, but more disconnected than ever, right? I'm not sure where yeah. I heard that quote. Um, so if that's how, how do we hold those things in tension? If we're connected all the time, how are we, how do you think we're so disconnected from one another? Because I think this technology, the hope was, I think we would all, when the internet exploded or came about, I think the hope was we would all share this common information and the, and the world would communicate, you know, directly. And what's happening is, is we've all stumbled into our own predilections and preferences and we're just watching the same skateboard videos or we're reading the same crazy political experts or we're you know watching highlights of our favorite team and it's become fractured as opposed to unifying and so i think that tendency and the way it allows us to do that to carve out our little virtual kingdom um has actually made us more fractured that's interesting yeah, and you know, one of the things uh, that intrigued me about, or uh, one of the arguments that comes up about the film, is a very brief throwaway moment, but it was about your fantasy football team. Um, hey, your player gets injured, and I think it's Juan says, you know, that that's a real person, and his family's probably devastated. You're, oh, man, it's just going to throw off my week. Well, it's true. It is. It's a comedic moment. And uh, Al Madrigal, who plays Juan, is, delivers it so well. But because he's so uh, shocked by my treatment of that human being as as the statistic. But what uh, I mean, this isn't a doomsday interview, but it, it, the Internet desensitizes us. We watch so many things that it desensitizes us and we forget, you know, you can see skateboard crashes or you can see whatever you're watching it descent or fails like kids failing and being embarrassed in some environment and you forget that that's a human being you forget that that's a soul or a person and they have people who care about them and it's so disposable and it's so you know you flip through these things but that's one other thing that challenges us about the internet is it just we scroll things so quickly that we don't absorb the full person or the full event yeah, that it, it, you know, it's 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 so true. When we you know strip people down to an image, we think we know them, we think we know them, or we under have some relation to them, but we don't. Um, you know, it's it is it is true to say. You're right. This isn't a doom and gloom interview because the other <laughs> as we talk about the apocalypse, the apocalypse, Matt. No. Uh, <laughs> The film is very, very funny. You have an incredible cast. You and Ava, I have to say, 
you and Ava are wonderful together. Thank you. Um, there's an ease about you. Like, I honestly, it's funny, you know, my wife and I have been married for nearly 20 years. And I, and I felt like watching you two on screen, it was sort of like this, this could be, could be us. It could be our neighbors. It's just, these are just normal people in heightened circumstances. Yeah. Um, well, it's good. I, I appreciate that. That, that was the goal. It's a couple that does love each other and they're just going through some challenges like all of us are going through. And, uh, it gets heightened because they fall into like you know a remote location with a couple of weirdos who convince them that things are worse than they are and it's very relatable and uh i think that's a great story is is if you can get people to identify with the characters and then go to a weird place that that's a win you know for writing I, the weird place i'd like to talk about just for a moment Leah Thompson mm -hmm. is incredible in this. Like yeah, I, she is. she is so great. Um, I was, she, she's full blown Sarah Connor in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering why, why you chose to bring her in. What is it that, that, that drew her to the project? Um, I think, the, the character is written is, is sort of a, a paranoid prepper who doesn't trust anything about the world and is ready for the, you know, the world to be ending any moment. And I think the sort of stereotypical casting would have been like a 75 year old grizzled old man who was a, you know, ex Navy SEAL or something, you know what I mean? And so I think we like the idea of uh leah because she has a bet she is a badass i mean she's she definitely can kick ass but she is also she's known as somebody who could be sweet or charming and so it's more of an interesting character to like instantly uh grab you i think and that's what i think we liked about it uh and uh i sort of know leah so it was nice to like have a chance to work with her because we've tried to work on a couple things together and just never worked out. So I was happy to finally be able to work with her. And uh, yeah, so yeah, she's great. I mean, that's a great character. And she does, she does a great turn of, you know, performance as that role. She really does. She really does. She's, uh, you all do. Like I said, I really think it's a great film. Um, and I, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Thank for you. Your time. I really appreciate the time to chat with you. Have a great thank day. Thank you, man. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks.